I just want to talk about, well, actually I want to say, uh, the reason why I am doing this podcast tonight is because I was in my kitchen tonight and my wife said she made popcorn with my kids. And then as I'm like looking at the popcorn, I see M&Ms in there. And I just start to think, dude, like, what a fucking baller move it is to put M&Ms inside your popcorn. Popcorn in its in and of itself is delicious. It's a salty treat. And then she's over here putting fucking M&Ms in the popcorn. I could just imagine... what I would have to describe of as a, a textural and taste orgy in your mouth. So then I thought, well, I could just fucking, let's, let's talk about M&Ms and popcorn. Uh, some things are just so good together. Like Diet Coke goes with everything. Doesn't matter what you're having. You could be having a shit sandwich and a Diet Coke would actually make it an exceptional meal. There is absolutely something in that. It has people grasped by the soul. People that like Diet Coke, it's a fucking cult. And I'm in it. And I never thought I'd be susceptible to cults. When people say that they like Pepsi, I genuinely find them to be trashy. I say that, and my mother drank Pepsi my entire childhood. So, you know, nothing against my mom or anybody who drinks Pepsi, but that's trashy. You should not be drinking that. Show everybody that you're an upstanding citizen in society and drink a fucking Coke publicly. That's another weird thing, too, is I fucking can't stand pop. And I still enjoy it. Like, I cannot turn it down. I think about it. I wake up and I think about how, like, in the middle of the day at some point, I'm going to stop at a Casey's. And I, I'm i just hoping that that employee that day is nice, like most of them, and just says, is that all you're getting? Have a good day. She's like, you know what, buddy? <laughs> this one's on me. Because <laughs> I'm covered in cobwebs and I smell like fucking dead mice. And it's a Diet Coke. God. It just, it tastes like God's vagina. Anyways, that was not a paid advertisement. I'm actually not even drinking a Diet Coke. I'm drinking a uh, Polar. Shout out Polar. Also not a paid advertisement. The cheapest water sparkling water that you can find in not bullshit eight packs 
they come in 24 pallet packs. So, and it's fucking good too. This raspberry lime is so fucking good. And they have a Moscow mule one that would quench the thirst of any fucking alcoholic. Shout out AA. Got a handful of buddies in that one. It's another cult people get trapped in. Substance abuse. I should probably fucking go to AA for Diet Coke. That shit got my nards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to AA. I uh I live across the street from a fucking a place where people who have like a a uh, an amount of time in sobriety already like they're not just now seeking sobriety so like they got a couple days under their belt and uh I live across the street from them and uh yeah I have no idea where I was going to go with that yeah, talking about AA. Oh, yeah, they have AA meetings in the basement there. That's what it was. Yeah, they have AA meetings in the basement there. I just thought that was kind of cool. Like, it's like a little a wellspring of uh, of new life or a, a chance for new life or something metaphorical and philosophical and borderline homosexual. I, I got a gay buddy who lives in British Columbia who is a... DJ for drag shows. He's got, uh, he's got like four middle names. Pretty handsome fellow though. We would game together and, uh, he would teach me all of like the ins and outs of like just the LGBTQ community. I don't know. I can't remember what letter it was on when he was telling me all this. Cause there's been a couple added since, because I, I told him I have a sister who was, who was pansexual, which I just told her that's just being bi. I don't know. What, I don't, I'm, not sure. I'm not denying anybody of their, you know, uh, whatever they call it. I'm just saying in my mind, the, when I do the math, it just seems like it's bi. One time, dude, some dude did call me in the game, and I, and I uh, mic'd up, and I was like, no, fuck you, dude. You're a And then... <laughs> And then he, we were in the lobby, and he was just like, he's like, dude, Ryan. I'm like, I was like, dude, you know what I meant. And he's like, yeah, I know. Uh, my other, actually, one of my real-life buddies and him are really good friends. And uh, my real-life friend is on his fridge in a Speedo for some reason or something like that, a bikini. Um, actually, my real-life friend gave him a dildo, mailed him a dildo. Because he bought one for himself to see if he'd end up liking it, and he didn't. So, I guess he cleaned it off and sent it in the mail to my, my gay buddy in British Columbia. Hopefully that transaction worked out well. Hopefully it was a, a big win for both of them. Uh, yeah, it was really funny because he would always have like this idea of America, but... Also, he had been to America, I was pretty sure. I could be wrong on that. But I know he was going to San Francisco 
And uh, he told me, he's like, hey, you know, I'm coming to America. I'm going to San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, I hope I don't get shot. And I, I was like, dude, you know, like not America's not like you walk outside your door and everybody's catching stray bullets. That's only in Chicago. So, and like, you know, obviously like L.A. And I'm trying to figure out how many of these cities are like that so I don't offend anybody who's proud to be from like a really gang-affiliated, you know, area. I always run into that with people that are like, I'm from the fucking literally most deaths per capita. And I'm just like, dude, that is not something to be fucking fond of. Like, you don't, you know, gang, gang violence doesn't like somehow spiritually translate to you making you a tougher individual that does that's not how it works so but yeah he thought he was going to catch a stray bullet but where he was going i don't know san san francisco I, I, is there gangs there i can't remember you only ever hear about la if san fran wants to throw up dude like they want to fucking represent you know let them yeah i mean LA just gets all the shine. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that. Dude, I realized today uh, when I was driving my daughter home from her soccer practice, she has these late-ass practices, and she just sat on her phone the whole time, and I wasn't going to bug her because I knew she was about to go, like, you know, work her butt off, and she was at school, and, you know, it's it's Monday, <laughs> like it, Mondays suck. So I don't want to be like rain on a parade. But uh, it just like dawned on me. I'm like, dude, this is where it begins right here. So like, I'm always like thinking about like ways to like prevent that. Like, I'm constantly like teaching her like these like micro lessons, like hey, you know, like just you know. You'd be uh, a better person to, you know, not sit on your phone around people who aren't sitting on their phones and be able to look them in their their face and conversate with them and have a genuine interaction, not through a screen. And then I almost started spiraling off on like how there's a bunch of fucking, there's a giant fucking pool of like, Turbo virgins nowadays, dude, like way more than when I was in high school. I feel like there's way less like I feel like they use the phones in important one on one moments, like give the opportunity for that to happen, like make eye contact with people, like smile at them. You know, don't just sit your fucking face on a phone. I feel like you're going to miss out on a lot of important moments that way. And getting back to that, I feel like kids just like instead of like asking the girl out in, in person they just text that shit because it's such a hard fucking thing to do or just moments like that in the coming of age years in your life. And uh, I just, man, if they just bit the bullet, dude, and just did it scared, like just they were scared to do it and they do it scared and they get that moment and that experience. Where was I? But yeah, I feel like, I'm probably just a fucking old man now. I'm 33, so I'm probably just an old man with his gripes and thinking that I wasn't the same way as them when I was younger with the given technology, but I was. But hindsight's 2020, and I'm just trying to fucking give out some free 
you know, some free game here. So if you're listening and you're a teenager, remember to do the hard social interactions that you need to. Like, talk to people in person to say sorry, you know. Break up with people in person unless they're a psychopath and, you know, just send them that message with the restraining order. Um, but do those difficult, awkward social interactions that you need to because that shit is like gold for your, like, not to be cliche, but for like your fucking soul. Like you need that shit. You need to be rejected in person and you need to like be able to accept those things and, and move on in a healthy way. And, you know, when your, your, your friends are not doing well, be there physically, like be there in person. You know, don't just send your condolences over a text message. Don't make all of your fucking, you know, your inside jokes and, like, your good memories all on the phone. Like, that shit's cool. Like, that's great. Like, I would, I don't have that because I had, like, Xbox Live when it first came out. And if I don't stay on subject here, if I, I could go off on that for days on Xbox Live stuff. When I say Xbox Live. Oh yeah, having all your memories on one thing. Like I to give the example, like I have a lot of memories on Xbox Live with my friends. So like I know you can have fun online, you know, with your friends through video chat, all that stuff. Snapchat, I get it, dude. I see my kid doing her little shout outs and I love using shit on her Snapchat that we monitor. But dude, have that shit in person too. Like go out there and be cause a little mischief, you know get in a little trouble together, uh, you know, get, you know, just live outside with your friends and inside the phones and stuff like that. Just a good mix of it. Like when I was a kid, dude, I used to fucking sit inside for like four hours with my buddy Devin just playing, you know, NWO first blood matches, just breaking each other's fucking necks in the game. And then we'd go outside and pile drive each other through boards. We would, that's a good mixture there. Like, have it like that. Like, yeah, have the memory in your head of, like, you know, whooping your friend's ass in the video game, but also have the memory of putting his ass through the the two-by-four. I just feel like it's better that way. Have them both, but just be aware of it. And if you're aware of it early, I feel like you can really get a handle on it. Because undoing shit that you've been doing for fucking way too long, oh, my God, dude. That shit is so hard to undo. That takes like a miracle sometimes for people to snap out of shit like that. I've had plenty of them, dude, and it is a it is a fucking tough battle. Dude, picking my nose was one of those too. Not ashamed to admit that. And if you think you don't fucking pick your nose, you're a liar. Anyways, back to the topic. And I forgot the topic. Let me gather myself here. So yeah, from an old guy. There's a... I gotta stop calling myself an old guy. That's that's kind of fucking corny. I'm really not that old. Anyways, from somebody in their fucking 30s. There's a lot of fucking... Man, there's a lot of stuff that 
you think isn't going to happen, and it's going to happen. Like it'll just, life will just blindside you. So that's why I'm saying, like, make some really good, genuine friends. Treat your family good. And uh, I feel bad for my daughter, dude. She gets, she has to hear this stuff incessantly. My wife sometimes has to tell me, Ryan, like, not everything is a fucking lesson. And I know that. I just, I can't stop myself. I just, I feel like I want to prevent so much for her but not also, like, intervene. Like, I just want to warn her, like, hey, like, just watch out for this. She usually just says, I know, Dad. That girl, that girl fucking knows everything, apparently. She's the best, though. You know what I just thought of in that same vein, though? When I would ask for advice or like the person, person I picture giving me good advice. Actually, I should say that's probably more like it is my buddy, Mikey. And ever since I was a fucking kid, I had this like insane amount of respect for him because I came from uh, a different financial situation than he did, but I would go to his house and, uh, I would see like money on like the counter, like right where you would leave. Like, I guess like his dad would leave him. I mean, I not, I guess like his dad would leave him some money, you know, on the weekend or whatever. And I mean, I'm like the kid that's like, dude, I'll, I'm like getting by any means. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that in the way that like I was living on the streets. I, I was not living on the streets at that time uh, or any time. I slept in the trunk of a car for a little bit when I was a kid, but you know, that's not really, I don't think consider on the streets. I never laid down on the ground. So anyways, always just thought it was like fucking super modest of him that he had all of these things that should give him a big head. And this, this dude, I am unaware of him having like any sort of negative ego, like, at all, just very understand. And this is like, has been always like him. Like he would never take the money. He wouldn't, I would be like, dude, let's take that money and fucking go to, you know, wherever, like the ice cream place, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, no, dude. And I was like, why not? And he's like, I just don't want it. And I was like, okay, like, all right, bro. Like whatever. And eventually like, I just was like, I would see the money and I just knew Mike wasn't doing nothing with it. So I stopped asking, you know, sucks. We could have had a ton of fun, Mike. But I always thought that was great that he came from, I guess, what people would call an economically prevailing household. I I made that way more complex than it needed to be. I could have just said, like, he came from a, a, a good income home. And you would never know. But I don't know. I don't know if that was maybe a, even a, a catalyst to him becoming so um, intelligent in that way, I guess. It's almost philosophical, I feel like. I feel like there's a big philosophical element to, to doing that.
yeah, dude, humble guy, dude. Just a super good dad, super good husband, super good coworker. Fucking give the shirt off his back. Like <laughs> he's just like that. Like he just every honorable code that you could possibly have, he follows it. When most of us just we barely skirt that line. God, I love you though. I really do, buddy. Um, man, I got so many people like that. Well, not like Mike, but like so many people that have like this definitive, almost like chessboard piece, like view in my head. Like each one of them is like unique outside of the pawns. But we're not talking about pawns. I guess we were. Bad analogy. Uh, what what else could I, you know, give an analogy to that? They almost all have like a a character out of a TV show view in my head. And they're all like just big personalities. Oh, dude, I got a I got a buddy named Travis, dude, and when we were kids, dude, this this dude was built like a fucking goddamn the right offensive tackle. But they generally go to 300 plus. Dude, I Trav, you might have hit 300, dude. I'll be honest with you. I'm not throwing any shade or anything, but yeah, dude, Trav, you were fuck, dude. Long story short, dude, Travis was an ogre. Travis was a fucking we called him ogre. And that kid one time we were at the park. I call him a kid, but dude again, dude, you were built like a fucking defensive lineman, dude. All I remember was we were playing soccer. And Travis had a cutoff, as always, dude. And I'm talking, dude. It was November, bro. This kid had to have been cold. And I know he was because he's a ginger, dude. And the back of his arms look like a fucking million red dots on him. Like the CIA had swarmed in. But he says he has to take a shit. And I'm like, okay. How's that going to work? And again, it's windy out. It's November. It's cold as fuck. Trav's got a shit. Got basketball shorts on. Again, in fucking November. What are you thinking? He squats down. And there's a track around us too. I know I keep caveating this. There's a track around us. So to sum this up, this big fucking six foot five, 260 pound fucking 10th grader, Right? Has to take a shit. We're at the park. It's windy and cold out. He takes his fucking shorts, pulls them down, squats down, and starts to shit. But, <laughs> and this diarrhea starts pouring out, dude. And it just starts fucking, just like the wind just starts taking it, splattering everywhere, dude. And Trav is just, he's screaming, dude. And I'm looking around. There's like these fucking moms in their fucking full fucking $300 workout uniforms jogging towards us outside. And Travis is like finishing the fucking shit, dude. And it was like an ice cream machine that had broken and with more liquid. And all of a sudden he's like, dude, 
and he's got like fucking shit all over his cheeks, dude. And he's like, I don't, I don't have anything to fucking wipe with. And I'm like, dude, and keep in mind, there's like fucking eight of us here, dude. There's a ton of us watching this happen. And, uh, a fucking subway bag blows out of nowhere. Like God fucking created it right there and put it in the right wind path. And Travis reaches forward. It's tumbling in the grass towards Travis. Travis is like, oh, oh, and he reaches forward, dude, and like smacks the fucking bag and grabs it, dude, and pulls out the biggest wad of napkins I think I, not I've ever seen. I'm not going to say it that way because that kind of ruins it too, but just plenty of napkins to wipe his ass, dude. And he just quick, just, just around the cheeks in the crack, dude throws the fucking napkin dude it just it's a tumbleweed of fucking irish shit dude anyways thank you uh thank you for tuning in hopefully i post this i'm sure i gotta scrub some stuff out of here but this is the first solo pot pod this is the first solo pod And it really has alleviated a lot of anxiety for me because I was so fucking worried about how this was going to work. And I'm still nervous, but, man, you just got to fucking do it. You just got to do it scared. That's what I've learned in life. So until next time, bye.